you want to approach your birth feeling cool, calm and confident, then you are in the right place. Welcome to HypnoWhat. I'm your host Claire, a doula and hypnobirthing teacher from Edinburgh and I'm here to help you look forward to birth. So let's get going. Hello pregnant pals and if you're new here, welcome. This is the HypnoWhat podcast and today you are joining me for episode 12, first steps to feeling better about birth. Now I've had a little break over the last couple of weeks haven't I? My little girl and I went away wild camping with my auntie which was lovely. I use the term wild camping pretty loosely here. It was wild in the sense that we were parked up in random beauty spots with no facilities but we were in her amazing retro camper van so there was no wrestling tents up and down and she also had a super thick and cozy mattress topper for us to all snuggle into every night it did not feel very wild camping in fact i actually took came clemmy camping on my own at the start of the summer and we went to a really lovely campsite with showers, toilets and a pub and that felt a lot more wild than what we did with my auntie. Anyway, so we had that brilliant long weekend and it feels like a really long time since I last recorded a a podcast episode. Everything felt pretty foreign when I sat down to get sorted out today so hopefully we're going to get through the episode without too many glitches. So Today I want to talk to you about the first steps to feeling positive or even neutral about birth. And I say neutral because sometimes if I'm working with a person who is completely terrified of birth or maybe has had a bad experience in the past, the idea that they might look forward to birth or have a good experience of birth just seems far too far-fetched for them to get on board with. And in this situation, we need to ease in a little more gently. And I need to be mindful of the fact that I've got a bit more work to do in laying the foundations for a positive mindset around birth with this person. And this is part of the reason that this episode has been a couple of weeks in the making. And actually, this is the second time that I'm recording this because it's a topic that I really want to get right for you or as right as I can. Hypnobirthing can sometimes be thought of as a bit toxic positivity, you know, glossing over anxieties, just pushing fear to the back of the mind, you know, say a few affirmations, I let go of all fear, I trust that my body knows how to give birth and you'll get over it. And this is not how I teach and it's not how I believe hypnobirthing should be taught. Fear is a very normal part of life. It helps to keep us safe. It's an instinctive response that has evolved over time to keep us safe. It is not something that you can simply turn off. It is something that you can work through, but it's not as simple as go to a hypnobirthing, go to a single hypnobirthing class and it'll disappear. And while I know and I teach about the impact that fear can have on birth, And I really work with my clients to dial down any fear that they have and work through their fears. I really don't believe that you should just tell yourself not to be scared. 
I believe that any and all fear that you have around birth is valid and it's an area that needs to be recognised and accepted before it can be addressed. Fear is something that needs to be worked through and there are lots of different ways that you can do that. I am also acutely aware that the message of trusting your body, and again, this is something that's synonymous with hypnobirthing, that concept can be incredibly challenging for people who have struggled to conceive, suffered miscarriage, lost their babies, or experienced a traumatic birth before where they perhaps felt failed by their bodies. If that was your experience, it is completely understandable that a positive mindset around birth might be something that feels entirely alien to you. And I would strongly suggest that you look into working with a birth professional who has specific experience in supporting families who have experienced whatever kind of trauma it is that you have. So where are we going to start today? I want to start with thinking, how do you get yourself to a place where you feel like birth will maybe be okay? Not good. We need to work up to that. But just that it will be okay, that it will be safe for you. We want to take you from believing that birth is going to be an inherently negative experience to thinking, actually, this could be fine. Well, I always start by giving people a space to voice their fears. The things that they are most worried about. Maybe talking about previous births, if that's relevant. Previous pregnancies, if that's relevant. And then addressing the feelings that those situations bring up. Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Humiliation, stress, anger, disappointment, resentment, guilt. All of these feelings are valid. And there are any number of feelings that can come up when we think about birth. For every person who feels excited, joyful, grateful, optimistic, there are people who feel the complete opposite, who are scared, anxious and dreading their births. What I hope that I can do with this episode is reassure any of you who are feeling that way I want you to know that you don't need to spend the rest of your pregnancy riddled with fear at the thought of giving birth. It might not feel like it now, but there are ways to overcome this and work through it. You can change the way that you think about birth, and it might seem a bit hopeless to begin with, but there are small changes that you can make and little by little will begin to impact on the way that your brain thinks about birth. So like I said a minute ago, a good place to start is voicing your feelings. I really believe that this is the first step to finding some neutrality and hopefully leading into some positivity about birth. And we need to really recognise how you currently feel about birth because it's valid and it's there for a reason. How you feel about birth right now, regardless of what those feelings are, That is the way that your brain has categorised birth and that's to do with external influence a lot of the time. Our modern world does not show birth in the most positive light and that is understatement of the year. And that's because drama is entertaining. And so the media that we see around birth is dramatic. The stories that people tell us 
are dramatic. And you've probably heard me say this before, but that's because nobody, nobody likes to tell a story that goes, oh yeah, my pal was pregnant and the baby just came out. That's a boring story for people to tell a lot of the time. <laughs> and it's also a boring story for most people to hear. Historically, normal birth, and by normal I mean what happens most of the time, not what is normal for our physiology. But it is quite normal, or rather common, for birth to be highly medicalised. And that sometimes results in different procedures, medications, lots of different people, your body in positions that feel very vulnerable, and that can be scary. And if all you know of birth is stories like that, alongside the rubbish depiction of birth that we're shown on TV and in movies, then it is completely understandable that your brain freaks out at the thought of going through that. So what I would suggest that you do is find someone who will listen to you and make it clear to them that their job is to listen. You don't need them to try and fix you. You just need to release some of these pent-up feelings. And this job of listening is actually pretty difficult to do. And it's something that I'm definitely better at doing with clients than with my friends or my family. And that's because it makes us uncomfortable to see people that we care about in pain. Our instinct is often to try and fix them because if we fix their problem, then not only does our friend feel better, well, we will feel better because we're no longer in that uncomfortable position where we're holding space for their sadness, their anger, their fear, whatever it is that they're feeling. So if you share a negative feeling around pregnancy or birth, you might find that people will say things like, oh, it's okay, don't worry, it'll be fine, or it could be worse. Or everyone feels this way, you you just need to get through it. And that can feel leave you feeling a little bit lost. Like you're not being heard, that your feelings are silly. And that's exactly what I want you to try and avoid because your feelings are valid, whatever they are. So choose your sounding board wisely and have a chat with them beforehand. Make it clear you just need someone to listen while you vent a little and let loose. And that if you need some words, you'll ask for them. But otherwise, you maybe just need a hug and a cup of tea. <laughs> if you have given birth before and maybe have some unresolved issues from that birth, I would really recommend having a birth debrief, either before becoming pregnant again or in the early stages of your pregnancy if possible. And this just gives you more time to work on rebuilding your mindset, working through anything that comes up from this debrief. So what is a birth debrief? It's essentially a meeting where you discuss your previous birth experience with an objective professional person. And that might be a specialist midwife or an obstetrician or a mental health professional. And you can do these on the NHS. You can also choose to work with an independent practitioner. Often, in the NHS, you will be offered one if, on paper, your birth experience looks traumatic. However, what makes an experience traumatic is not what happens, it's how you feel about it. You might have a highly medicalised birth and feel really good about it. You might have what looks like on paper a very straightforward physiological birth, but you don't feel very good about it at all. You and your feelings are what count. No one can tell you 
whether or not your birth was traumatic other than you. Step two, I want you to give yourself a break. (laughs) Now, if you've listened to earlier episodes of the podcast, you'll have heard me wang on about how impactful fear can be on the process of birth. And while that is true, I really don't want you to be giving yourself a hard time if you're at a stage where you are totally frozen by your fear. Because giving yourself a hard time is not going to help anyone. I really don't want you to be racked with worry that you are making your birth more difficult by being scared. Don't beat yourself up thinking about being stressed all the time either. Because being hard on yourself is only going to make it more difficult for you to make changes. What I want you to do is accept where you are in the moment. Right now, whatever stage of pregnancy you're at, however you're feeling, let's just recognise that and accept it for what it is. Just because you are feeling this way just now does not mean that this is how you will be feeling for the rest of your pregnancy. In fact, I'm going to take the fact that you're listening to this podcast as a sign that you want to feel differently and a sign that you are trying to make changes. And again, I want to reassure you that this is entirely possible. You can feel differently about your upcoming birth. And let's talk about something called neuroplasticity. And this is just a fancy way of saying that our brains are changeable. Our brains grow and change all of the time. The way that we think, the thoughts we consciously choose to have, the information that we choose to put into our brains, that has a major impact on the way that our brains grow and change. Our brains are constantly taking in new information, deciding whether or not it's important and saving whatever it thinks is relevant. Your brain then uses all of that stored information to inform your belief systems. So, For example, anything that you have ever seen or heard about sharks is stored in your brain and for the majority of us, that will mean that our brains are predisposed to treat sharks as a terrifying threat to our safety, which I think most of us would agree they are. (laughs) Now, what I sometimes hear from people who are really fearful of birth is that they are avoiding thinking about it. They are not actively engaging in anything to do with birth for want of a better saying, burying their heads in the sand. Here's the thing though, just because you're not consciously taking in any information about birth does not mean your brain is not on the lookout for anything birth related. So when you choose not to seek out your own resources about birth, what that means is all of the information that your brain has to go on, the only birth data that it is collecting, comes from what you just happen upon. So that might be the scare stories from your colleagues, the crappy births you see on TV, people in the supermarket just telling you to take all the drugs because you'll need them. That's not good. That's not what we want. You can genuinely rewire your brain and change the way that it thinks by curating the information that you feed it. However, if you do not consciously do that for yourself, your external environment is going to do it for you. And that is going to be what wires your brain for birth. So what I'm saying is, whether you choose to think about something or not, 
you cannot stop your brain from taking in the information that the world around you is going to feed you. And I don't want you to be scared or intimidated by that information. I really want you to feel empowered by it. You have the power to change your brain. And I'm not in any way saying that this is an easy task. It really, it does require effort and it can take a while to become habitual, but it can be done. So after accepting where you are with your current feelings, I want you to think about that as your starting point. Here is where I am now. And then consider how you would like to feel instead. Do you want to feel calm, safe, optimistic, positive? Maybe you just want to feel fine. Maybe you just don't want to be scared. All of those are great feelings to aim for. And what we want to do, I guess this is step three that we're moving into. What we want to do is think about safeguarding that future feeling. And there are two parts to safeguarding that feeling. The first is to try and avoid inherently negative information about birth as much as possible. And number two is to input positive messaging. And the first part of this is definitely more challenging because most of us are socialised from a young age to be good and polite and to not interrupt. But the problem is our brains love stories because Stories allow our brains to envisage different scenarios and consider them as possibilities for ourselves. And we instinctively cling on to negative stories and information because our brains think that in the long run, it's remembering the negative that's going to keep us safe. So it's really important to try and protect yourself from this barrage of negativity that the world throws at you about birth. While it's easy enough to not watch one born every minute and you could try Yorkshire midwives on call instead if you wanted to still watch some tv about birth but the hard bit is stopping people from giving you their take on birth that's definitely harder if it's somebody that's wanting to share their birth story with you unless you know for sure it's a positive one I'd really suggest that you try to cut them off And this is not to invalidate their experience. What you need to think about at this moment in time is protecting yourself. I usually find that making a joke about wanting to enjoy sharing stories with them over a bottle of wine or a coffee, once you have your own story to tell, that can usually like stop them in their tracks and then just immediately change the subject to something else baby related something that you would like some advice on. Did they use a carrier in the early days? What essentials did they have in their hospital bags? Do you really need a hundred muslins? People love to talk about their own experiences. And so this still gives them space to feel like they are giving you impactful advice without putting more anxiety into your head about birth. And in terms of trying to input more positive messaging, I really think it's important to try and find a role model for birth. Think through your friends, family, acquaintances, people from work. Think about the people that have given birth in those circles. Can you think of anyone who you know had a good experience? Someone who will chat to you about birth in a way that might help you relax. I talked about 
my experience of this in an earlier episode of the podcast, so apologies if I'm repeating myself to you. But for me, this was my best friend, Jen. She had two babies a couple of years before I had my little girl, and she completely transformed her mindset around birth. Before she had her first baby, she was absolutely terrified. And gradually, she worked through that fear to get to a place where she felt okay. And from okay, she then worked up to feeling really good about birth. Um, Seeing that transformation in her and then talking to her about birth during my pregnancy, that was a really amazing foundation for me to feel okay about my own birth and then again work up to feeling really good about it. And if you can't think of someone in your life, and I'm telling you, even a distant friend of a friend of a friend will be delighted to share their experience with you if you reach out to them, especially if they've done a bit of mindset work themselves. The vast majority of people who have given birth will understand how you are feeling and be more than happy to try and be a bit of light in your dark tunnel of feeling super anxious. But if you can't think of someone that you already have a connection with, then use the power of the internet. Use local Facebook groups. Here in Edinburgh, there is an amazing Facebook group called Egg. And I know that if anyone were to share in there, I'm terrified of giving birth and I need a pal to share a positive experience with me. There would be an influx of people ready to take you for a coffee and have a chat. If you have experienced a trauma in a previous pregnancy or birth, then you might find the Birth Trauma Facebook group a good place to connect with people who have been in that situation. What I would say though is to be quite cautious with groups like that as they can sometimes be quite triggering if people are sharing in a huge amount of detail things that they went through. Um, But they can be a very good place to find like-minded people, people that have been through what you are going through. And doing these things will also help you to create a support team for yourself. People who know your situation and can talk to you about about birth in a way that is appropriate for you. I would say it's also worth popping a mention of this in your maternity notes or asking your midwife to do it for you. This just makes anyone caring for you in pregnancy aware straight away of your circumstances without you constantly having to talk about it. And some days, maybe even most days, you might find that it's not a problem to have the discussion, but there might be one day where actually emotions are running a little high for you and you don't feel up to having the conversation and you might be very thankful in that moment for the note. Now I want to finish up today by saying that these are my suggested first steps and they are exactly that, a suggestion. I want to now remind you that you are the expert in you. You know what is best for you And only you know what you are ready to do at any one time. And once you get to a place where you are ready to move on to working towards actually thinking about birth, I would strongly suggest working with a birth professional one-to-one to ensure that you get support that centres around you and your specific circumstances. Financially, this can be a big investment. And I completely understand that that will be a barrier to some people. 
but I also know that many birth workers will offer reduced rates if you are finding it difficult to afford antenatal classes. They'll also sometimes offer payment plans so that you can spread the course over a good few months. I also know a lot of hypnobirthing teachers who have a pay it forward scheme where families who can afford to pay a little bit more so that these birth workers can afford to work with families who can't afford to pay full price. I actually worked with a family last year, or rather, I nearly worked with them. They had a private face-to-face course booked with me and when their circumstances changed, they, they actually moved out of the city and they were no longer able to do this face-to-face course with me. They actually refused a refund. They wanted me to offer the course to somebody else who needed it but wouldn't be able to afford it. And that was a really lovely experience for me um, because the woman that I actually went on to work with had previously had a really challenging birth and she'd only discovered the idea of hypnobirthing at 36 weeks found me at 37 weeks and we started then working together when she was 38 weeks and she had the most gorgeous beautiful healing birth with her daughter at 41 weeks and three days so we managed to get four sessions in together it truly is never too late to turn things around folks like I really want to make that clear it can feel daunting to take the first steps But there really is always time to do something and to make a bit of difference to your experience. Uh, I'm going to leave it here today, pals. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I have had some really lovely messages from you over the past three or four weeks. And like I've said many times now, it really does make my day to hear that my show is making a difference to your birth prep. If you have a couple of minutes after today's episode, I would so appreciate you taking the time to give me a little review. Just a few words um, on Apple would be amazing. Reviews and ratings help to tell the podcast gods and goddesses that you actually value my content. And in turn, it just helps it reach a few more people. So that would be really fab if you could help me spread the good word of hypnobirthing all around the world. Thank you again for joining me today and I will chat to you next week. Bye! Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Hypno Walk podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and you can find out more about what I'm up to by heading to birthingparentsclub.com. See you next time.